0: Welcome back, Seahawks fans, to the newest episode of the Seahawks Nest Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Sano, joined as always by the Drew Lock to my Geno Smith. It's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how you doing? Uh feeling very uh very moist. Yeah, you were co- you recovered from, from COVID. Good job, yeah, both, man. I'm both from both from the hose and from the uh the, the sweat from having COVID. And our and our very own Seahawks scout team quarterback. That's right. <laughs> it's Peter Clay Carroll. Peter Carroll,
1: <laughs> Eric, how you doing? Man, I saw that, uh, that picture of him throwing one deep, throwing a slant route, and I was like, you know, this is his plan all along. He just wants to play. You know, after me. watching
2: Jacob Eason against Chicago, I'm, better, I didn't see why he was doing the scout team.
0: Better than that, did you see the video on Twitter? I'm, gonna, I'm posting it on the Discord as we speak. The video of Pete Carroll. Uh, and then they, someone added the voiceover from a Cialis commercial
1: to it. <laughs> yes. Oh no. And so, oh, it's so good. And so,
0: and so it's Pete Carroll and it's just like, it's him just like doing all the scout team quarterback and then just the voiceover for a Cialis commercial where they're talking about how like, you know, you don't have to think about peeing or whatever, <laughs> all the weird stuff they say in a Cialis commercial. And, uh, it just works. It works on, it works on so many <laughs> levels. So yeah, uh, you're, you're welcome uh a discord and uh everyone and the world i retweeted it also so if you follow me on twitter you could find it but man just just ridiculous that that whole scout pete running the scout team thing i think that's how you know jacob eason is way way down the depth chart really you didn't think he was earning a job
2: (laughs) by air mailing it five rows up on a fade route to aaron fuller that didn't
0: he was okay. Let's talk about the last game because you guys didn't get a chance to yet. It was, I think, the most um, depressing version of Seahawks football we've seen in quite some time. So, uh, who wants to start? Who wants? Who wants first bite at the old uh, rotten apple? Oh, here? you better
2: believe I'll take that. Yeah, okay, go, I'll ahead, go, ahead, go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead. So, go ahead, go ahead. my second half notes on offense is simply the offense was nearly impossible to evaluate in the second half because Eason was so incredibly bad. Um, Mm -hmm. he's really bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's like people were trying to like meme into existence that he was going to be anything except terrible. And I was like, no, that's a bridge too far. Like we can't make a joke about that. There are no jokes to be made about Eason not being incredibly bad. And then they all watched it. I don't hear any jokes now.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, Jacob Eason playing quarterback kind of makes me feel like this.
2: Somebody just drove into a ditch on that. <laughs> uh,
0: actually, probably not because like I have this auto leveling thing in post production that usually makes it sound all right. Oh, so hopefully God. that won't hopefully that won't actually just kill uh. someone. But if it does, it was worth it. <laughs> so yeah, that uh,
2: perhaps the most careless of all whispers.
0: <laughs> it was the he is the he is the careless whisperer though. Okay, I saw a meme on Reddit. It said, uh, you know, it was like the galaxy brain thing, and the first one was. Uh, wanting Geno Smith to be quarterback because he knows the offense. And the second one was wanting Drew Lockett to start a quarterback because there's a 5% chance he's actually good. And then the, la- the next one was like um, not caring who starts because they suck- both suck anyway. And then the-, the last one was <laughs> Jacob Eason should be the starter to lock in the number one overall pick. I mean, that would do it.
1: Wow. <laughs> oh, man, he's so bad. If only, if only,
0: <laughs> I, I mean, it's hard to evaluate even how good Geno Smith is playing because he's not out there with DK and Tyler. yeah
2: it's, that's, that's one it's, of the notes I have for the next game. It really like, oh, he threw like 12 passes to like dudes who won't be on any rosters in the NFL.
0: It's so hard for me to say like Geno's playing bad because yeah, in a way he is, but he's just taking what's there because he's playing with a bunch of guys who can't get open. And it's it's hard to run in an NFL offense with a bunch of guys who who can't get open. Kevin Cassis, got... friend of the
1: podcast. <laughs> th- Sorry, that's that's not me.
2: That's not me. It's... I'm not Kevin. I'm a different <laughs> Kevin entirely. Kevin Cassis got five uh, targets. Uh, Eric, without looking it up, I will give you my entire paycheck. If you could tell me what college Kevin Cassis went to, uh, I can hear you typing.
0: <laughs> no, no. Uh, that was me. That was me. <laughs> Let's
2: go San Diego.
1: Me. I'm going to guess San Diego. Cause I don't oh, know. Oh, wait, I actually
0: think I, I actually think I didn't. I didn't know this. Uh, there's already.
2: a reason I, why I, I, I asked it, Eric, uh, the Montana state Bobcats.
1: <laughs> oh, well, I was close. I mean, it was in the right hemisphere. That's you should have
0: just... said, I, I would have I said Idaho state <laughs> tigers, big tigers guy. Um, yeah, it's. It's brutal. That offense is is was brutal to watch, but because we're playing now in this game, it seems like Abe Lucas has won the right tackle job now. Uh in the in the subsequent time, not just the way he's pancaking people in this game, but also now in the press conferences, it seems like Pete has confirmed that we're gonna roll with two rookies at the tackle spots. Is this is this um I mean, it's dangerous, obviously, for the health of the quarterback. But none of these guys are our long-term QB. So are you guys pretty excited to see the – I'll give this one to you, Eric. Eric, are you excited to see the, the double rookie
1: tackles um, thank, this year? Thank you for giving this to me because I am stoked on that. I read that and I was like, one, it it's probably not good if Russell's our quarterback. But I don't think it's the end of the world. I think it's going to give these guys time to find their mistakes, uh, to be out of position, know where they are. Uh, Geno Smith died. That's on us. we got to make sure the next quarterback survives. Uh, Abe Lucas mauls guys. Abe Lucas is a little out of position sometimes, but he's mauling guys on the offensive line, and it shows. I love seeing that. Um, He gave Jacob Eason time to do all his dink and dunks and incomplete passes, um, with the exception of, uh, you know, a blitz he gave up. Um, I'm all in on that decision. I like it. Because, frankly, you know, we th- we talk about maybe we can get to <laughs> whatever 500 is in this schedule, you know, eight and nine, nine and eight. But reality is we're going to be a stinky team, and you got to put guys out there. Like when Cam Chancellor and, and Richard Sherman were were cutting teeth against the Bengals. Um, uh, this is what I want to see. I mean,
0: for me, I I think. I look at the team and I have already shaved. I'm I'm down to six down to six wins and I'm, I might keep shaving. We'll see. It's hard for me to, to find wins on the schedule with the way, cause here's, what's going to happen is a lot of times Pete's going to keep the games close. They're going to be competitive, but I don't know if I trust this offense to, to find a score when it really needs one. Right. And there's going to be a lot of games. I think there's a chance this team could be, have an absurd stat like, Oh, they're one in eight in one score games. And it's like, yeah, because they can't finish, right? It's gonna be hard for this team to finish, and that's, I think, the scariest thing for me when I'm looking at this team is that they're just—I don't know how they—I don't know how they close out a game uh, that next year to to get win to get to finish wins. Not that I, just, I don't think they'll be exceptionally bad or anything, but it's just, yeah, it's it's a little, it's a little concerning.
2: Yeah, it's gonna take a lot of scheming, big plays. Or I guess running backs breaking off long runs like that's the only way that we're really scoring in a hurry. Uh, that being said, I'm with you guys. If you have the can't wait drop, that'd be a great one to drop right now because uh, I can't wait to see our two rookie tackles. I legitimately think Abe Lucas is a rookie. He's going to have some growing pains, but he already is showing that he can do a lot of the things that really get rookie tackles like whooped. Like he's able to, uh kick slide so that he can't just get straight beat by speed. He's able to hand off uh, stunts up front. Like he's able to do a lot of the things that really get a tackle in trouble. And same thing with Charles Cross, Charles Cross showed that he can do all those things. So I think we'll get at least average play. And then it's exactly what Eric said. They can get those snaps under their belt. They can get those opportunities to um, kind of establish themselves And suddenly you have the anchors of a good young offensive line, which is a huge part of having an offense moving forward. Yeah, literally
0: huge because they're both really, really big defense. Once again, we're not seeing the primary defense, but it does seem like the cornerback battle is starting to shake itself out. And I don't think it's because of pure talent. Um, Drake Woolen is playing good and he looks uh, what do they call him? The avatar. I think it was the uh, Albert posted that on the Twitter that they're – posted it on the Discord that they're calling him the avatar because he's like something you would make in a video game. Uh, Clint Hurt said that. And so, hmm. yeah, I, I – um, I thought
2: it was because our uniforms were blue.
0: Yeah. No, I, th- I thought it was because we were the first 3D team ever. Uh, but – but, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, you
1: guys, I'm Versus sorry. Uh, uh, okay. So
0: the, I hate you right the, the, uh, the, the eh, I'm so, okay. But Tariq one probably didn't win this job because he was playing better. Uh, Trey Brown is starting the season on the pup. It seems like, or at least trending in that direction. Uh, and who knows if Trey Brown will ever even be healthy. And Sidney Jones had that serious concussion that still hasn't, he still has not passed concussion protocol. So it's already burns and Tariq and by hook or by crook, like the, who else could it possibly be? Kobe. I think he, he basically just beat, Kobe. and that's it. That's the only person that he what are you talking about he Michael out. Jackson. Okay. Michael Jackson is playing pretty good. I'm not, you will not find me slandering. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is, he's Solid CB4. Depth corner. Good on him. He has CB4 and he is entrenched. I love him. Uh um, maybe maybe Kobe has won the the nickel job though.
1: Is Justin Coleman cooked, Eric? He might be. I mean when he signed that big contract and then didn't really live up to it. He was decent enough, but you know, he didn't he didn't get better. He didn't make anyone better. He's fallen off. I think he's a depth move at best. So yeah, is he cooked? And this team, yeah, I mean would you? Young okay, about all this. The way. I'm just gonna say Justin
2: it. Coleman grilled was right there for you, and you didn't take it. Oh, thank oh you. man,
1: that's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, just okay, Justin,
0: Justin, Justin Coleman, Mike Jackson, John Reed. You can keep two. I mean, we're all we're all keeping Michael, right? We're all yeah. keeping Mike Jackson. Doesn't matter. Uh, um, Michael, he's the man in the middle. And then Justin, <laughs> Justin Coleman or John Reed, though. John Reed was pretty good last year. I would rather keep John Reed than Justin John Coleman Reed, at this yeah. point. Absolutely. So I, it's tight at cornerback. It's not like there's a bunch of room for us to keep a million guys. And Coleman might be get just get squeezed at the
1: end. I feel Plus, like. I'd rather keep the young guys because again, I want to see who's going to get better. Put them in actual NFL situations, and uh, you not just practice squads. See if they can get better. Yeah,
0: Eric, it, uh, Kevin, are you are you team Coleman or team Reed?
1: Uh, I'm team Reed
0: for
2: uh, for a lot of what you just for what the two of you just said. Uh, I want to see what some of these younger players do um Justin coleman doesn't really have a place moving forward with the team he might be uh he has uh a, a low he has a higher floor to start with um but the other thing is like he would struggle to back up outside as well even when he was on his game he struggled a bit on the outside and so having somebody who has versatility to play inside outside i think is another reason why
0: you would probably go with someone else like yeah and the t- and the team's going to cheat to keep Blair, right? Because he can play safety and nickel, right? And I don't know. They're, and they I think Josh, Josh Jones might have beat him out for well, that job, right? I think Josh Jones is Josh Jones is making the team there. So they'll cheat and they'll keep Blair at nickel backup nickel, and okay. with the positional flexibility, and then they'll they'll they can cut that. Maybe Coleman versus Blair is the real question. You know, maybe yeah, all those missed tackles up. did not help Blair. He
2: needs to come out and have himself a game. That was a bad game he had against the Bears. I, th-
0: I think the other interesting positional battle in terms of who's going to make the roster is that wide receiver, right? Because Goodwin is not playing. Yep. Uh, we we've seen enough of Swain to know he's like a good four, but he's not a three a two or a one. Um, Swain is a useful football player. I think they're really hoping someone steps up into this, into a role kind of next to Tyler and DK, but we're still kind of waiting to see who will be. Goodwin Eskridge. Um, they traded for our Whiteside. There's Hart Fuller Johnson. We're not keeping all these guys. There's too many of them. Bo Melton, Derek, Derek Young. Like those guys got to be in trouble at this point. Right.
1: I, I'll take this <laughs> with Goodwin and Eskridge dead right now. I, I don't know. Bo Melton. Is that the guy? If if you can't play es- if you can't play Escridge, like you you can't play Goodwin, you don't really know what you have, and these are the guys that you you've, you've kind of you know invested in a little bit. The problem with Melton the thing, is those his hands suck. Those oh, yeah. guys are
0: getting those guys are getting shots to play with our best offense minus I mean our best off version of our offense. We're basically playing our starting offensive line because it's so young. Yep. Right. That they need the reps. So we're basically playing our starting offensive line every game. We are putting Geno out there. He is our starting quarterback, ostensibly, um, him or Drew Locke, but which I think is not a huge talent gap. It's not like, oh, one of those guys is going to make. So these guys are getting opportunities to play with basically our best possible offense, right? And and they're not doing anything. They're not I doing think anything Penny that makes sense. Penny Hart's th- probably
2: the one that's shown out the
0: most, but Penny Hart's a really limited player. Yeah, we kind of think I'm paying hard as we've had him for a long time. And at some point, he would have popped with Russ if he was going to pop. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. As as like a regular football player. Same with Fuller. Fuller's been around forever. Fuller got 10 targets in the last game and had three receptions. Melton had 11 targets in the last game. and had four receptions for 18 yards. Like these guys are just automatic. I don't know. I'm, it's worrying. And J.J. Arcega, white man. Oh, wow. So glad we traded for him. So he'd come in and drop a couple in the preseason.
1: Yeah, he had Jacob EC's <laughs> best pass. Was a drop by our Sega white side, and it was like you you had that, and this is your chance. Do you want to be
0: in the NFL? Like this is your shot. Yeah, if you can, because if he came in and just made a couple good catches, I think he could easily find his way onto the team. There's just there is space on this team after Metcalf and Lockett for three of these guys to really get out there and make the team, and it looks like Swain's in. I think Swain's already done enough to to make the team, and then Eskridge is probably in just based on the potential, right? They they can't just well nobody
2: came in to unplan to to like dethrone him and then it's good when if he can play otherwise I think maybe like K Johnson or Penny Hart are the ones who uh, like maybe are trying to hold down a roster spot until other people are is there
0: it. is there a chance Derek Young and Bo Melton like they, those guys are were draft guys we used draft picks on last year are they are those guys cut candidates I don't think Derek Young makes it I think he's
2: practice squad bound he's just he's too shaky. He can't hang on to the ball. He's got some route running issues. I just think he has way too much development to do. Um, Bo Melton, on the other hand, the thing about Bo Melton is that he's a guy you get the ball to in space, and then he's supposed to do something with his speed. Like what we saw in the first game, there was that dump-off pass from Locke to him, and he took it up the sideline, You know, made a guy miss, and took it up the sideline for a ton of yards. Those are the kinds of plays that he does. I mean,
0: yeah, but, Bo Melton ran a 4-3-4. Like, this guy has real speed yeah. like crazy speed real, yeah real so, so maybe hands. he's the
2: one who gets that spot yeah that's the problem though like if you can't catch the ball then it doesn't matter
0: and, and his play speed has never lived up to that that track speed like to like if you watch him play at Rutgers it's just like he doesn't seem like a guy who ran a 434 no that he does never played at that speed and that's that's kind of the 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 rub the thing about Bo Melton is is that you know he was used intermittently as a rusher i think this this team sees him as like he could play that if developed he could play that robert woods role that that we saw in the uh the, the old the old rams offense right the guy who runs jet action the guy who who can make a few catches but man i just don't think he's good enough do you it's think that not... that's
2: what they're doing or do you think that they're just using his size and build to have him be the dk metcalf stand-in since they don't want to give dk those snaps well Bo Melton is the small one isn't Derek young the big one Oh, sorry, I, I I missed who you're talking about there for a second.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo, Bo Mel- yeah, I'm talking about Bo Melton. The guy yeah. Bo Melton. has track speed, man. He's really fast, and he's so. Good. But he just never played like that on the field. I don't know. I think that they were hoping that they could develop him, and it's just, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to burn a roster spot on a guy like that when, like Marquise Goodwin. Just have Marquise Goodwin. You know, he's he's going to be fine. He's the same kind of player. He's 31, but. I don't know. He was he's he is the Olympic speed guy, right? If we can get him on the field, he's better than Bo Melton probably for this year. Yep.
2: And then you try and smuggle Young or Melton onto the practice squad, which honestly, they've shown that they are practice squad players right now.
0: Yeah. I, I One thing that's interesting about this year is, um, Pete said it in the presser, I don't feel like there's a lot of camp battling going on right now. I do feel like the roster is pretty Shaken out at this point already. We they, there's not a lot. There's not. It's not going to be very hard to cut this roster down to fifty three. Um, I don't think the, the, the <laughs> biggest question are. That's such a sad are, statement, but it's true. It's true. I mean, there's it's just not like there's honestly. A, there's at a times, lo- it's like can we cut past fifty three? <laughs> there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys who have not been playing very much. Brooks, uh, Woods, uh, Ford, Harris, uh, Jefferson. Those guys are all making the. Those guys are all making the team. Right, and then the guys behind them are all getting cut. Like that's just too, that's just what's going to happen. Like we're keeping Harris Woods, Ford, Jefferson, Monet, and one other defensive lineman from Collier, Hewitt, Miles Adams. And if we're going off the preseason play, it's Miles Adams. It's the guy we're keeping as the depth piece there. If maybe they see something in Collier still and they keep him instead, but if we're going off of like who's done the most in the preseason, Miles Adams has created some interior pressures. And I don't like I'm not like a Miles Adams super fan or anything, but he's fine. <laughs> at linebacker, <laughs> at linebacker, you know, we got Taylor, Nwosu, Mafe, and then Alton Robinson. That's our guys. And then Tyreek Smith. Those are our five outside linebackers. And then our interior linebackers are going to be Brooks, Barton, Muse, and Belor. I don't see anyone else cracking that. That you know, Vi Jones is the other guy that has a shot there to make the team, but I think they're going to make room for extra cornerback or, d- or defensive back. And then, uh, you know, the, the cornerbacks, like we said, there's like one spot for Blair Coleman Brown Reed those guys are all two two stars if Brown starts on the pup it does free up a little room which makes the cuts even easier yep right and then on offense it's just wide receiver I think the the, the offensive line is pretty set you know we're a guard we're keeping Lewis Jackson Haynes We'll keep Blythe and Fuller and then Curran, Lucas, Cross, Forsyth. That's our nine. There's your, there's your nine offensive linemen for day one. I guess Shepley could beat Fuller, but it doesn't seem like that's what's happening. No, not to me. me. To, to me at least. And uh, so yeah, there's there it is. There's your there's your your 2022, 2023 Seattle Seahawks. It's pretty much done. I don't I don't see like like when you start putting the roster together in the spreadsheet like I have in the past this year. I just I felt like there was very few guys. I felt like or fringy this year, wide receivers the biggest battle. I just don't know what to do with these guys. It's crazy. It's crazy the the amount of mediocre <laughs> talent they have. To a lot
1: of from. a lot of people in the local media or you know articles you'll see uh, blogs that will say that you know Pete Carroll and John Schneider have not had a stellar draft. We've kind of liked the drafts. We've seen some good things, but overall, like there's you know we're not producing enough Pro Bowlers. You're not producing enough long term starters. Um, And I think with this preseason roster, it's it's building that case because this is the year to amass talent to put a bunch of young people out there and be like, these are the next guys up and there's nothing.
2: It's also making you acutely feel our lack of overall draft picks two years ago.
1: Yes. Right.
0: That's the thing is, is this this roster? It's like, okay, we've got some good young players, right? We got cross. We've got Abraham. I'm excited to see what Kenneth Walker, Boyamafe looks pretty good. Jordan Brooks and Taylor look pretty, pretty solid. I'm excited to see what those guys got. There's some veterans that are all right. And oh yeah, DK is great, of course. And then, and then there's just the backups are like depressed. Give me Cuckoo depression. platter deluxe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, if anybody, this is the thing is I was talking to someone about this the other day. The Seahawks are going to need to have incredible injury luck this year to be a playoff contender. If they have like literally zero injuries, yes, they can they can compete for a playoff spot, this roster. But if we are n- not super duper talented on the front end anyway, and we have no depth. Yeah, the to, back end of the win. roster is all your favorite pizzas, like all your favorite types
2: of pizza, but all made by Zavaros. Uh, <laughs> You're
1: no. like, I see a lot <laughs> of
2: traits here that I like. It's the but... easy bake oven <laughs> pizza. I heaven. don't
0: think we said something different from each other. <laughs> no, Bros beats the Easy Bake Oven pizza because they just put that garlic butter all over everything. Any anyway, um. All right, what are we looking for this week though? As we as we head to Dallas, we're gonna get us. Where Gino's gonna start, and then we're supposed, supposedly gonna get a healthy dose of Drew Locke. That's the word on the, that's the word on the street. I expect to see the basically starting offensive line, which is Cross, Lewis, Blythe, Haynes, L- Lucas. Um, Gabe Jackson obviously is competing for a spot there as well, but I just, I just think Hayne, Haynes seems like he's really crushing. And it if Lewis built. doesn't play, it's because they just want to give his ankle one more week. Yeah, but I mean, Phil Haynes got me thinking.
2: Where's the beef?
0: You know, every day I'm just thinking beef, man. I can't stop, I can't stop thinking about that beefy boy. So I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for the Phil Haynes era. We I think this podcast has been ready for a long time, but now I'm really ready. Uh, what you are, What are you watching for, Eric? This this uh, tomorrow? Oh my gosh, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow as we head to head to Dallas. It's
2: happening.
1: I had to look at the schedule this week. I was like, oh, we're recording Thursday? When's the game? It's not Thursday, is it? Uh, I'm looking for a competent offense. That's really what I want to see. I want to, like, despite the Wait. fact that we haven't had... Well, probably got to watch a different game, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we won't have the worst offensive line in this one. <laughs> Yo, this is... This is this is Seahawks football. This is Seahawks podcast, guys, we got to get stoked. Uh, I want to see actual, you know, handoffs that work, play action that works, uh, guys catching balls, um, not just dink and dunks. I want to see us spread the field. Uh, Jacob Eason tried to spread the field, and I didn't see a lot of field spreading from Gino, like whoever's starting. And I, I'm sorry, I still really want to just see a lot of Drew Locke. I want to see all Drew Locke. We've seen so much Geno, and I don't care who he's throwing to. I don't have faith in it. I I don't know if I have faith in Locke. I'd like to find out. Um, I want some competency in the offense, and if we don't see that, then it is a three win season.
0: Um. Yeah. I I'd like to see us run the ball better. I feel like for being obsessively being a run first team. Uh. That that that. I I'm just sick of how bad the run game has looked it hasn't looked super great at all and i know teams are going to get to stack the box against us and that's fine we we don't seem to be punishing teams for that yet and maybe that's part of the plan is we're saving right so you want to save that stuff for the regular season but man it hurts to watch <laughs> it causes it causes me great pain to watch this team play the way they're playing so all right Kevin uh, what do you i uh, what are you looking for on offense
2: Uh, so on offense, I'm part of me wants to see what the offensive line looks like just because it's been so much fun to watch, but I just don't feel like there's a lot of questions there left to settle. So instead, what I'm looking at is what does it look like when Geno Smith throws passes to someone that he might throw passes to in the regular season? Are the, are the starting wide receivers going to play in this game? Uh, they'll play a few snaps, but I also mean like Noah Fant, um, is Swain going to look less rusty? Like, I, I want to see Swain go out there and, like, dominate, you know, a backup cornerback or something. I want to see, because I would say in the Bears game, Gino actually tried to push the ball downfield more than he did against Pittsburgh, um, and his time to throw came down. He was throwing it in under three seconds, and he was actually pushing the ball downfield. If that's a sustainable pattern and wide receivers don't drop everything, then this will be a much more functional offense. So I would like to see if Gino can keep that up for a second game and if his receivers can let him down a little bit less. I think that'll make just a, a much more enjoyable to watch uh, product there. And then knowing that Lock's coming in in the second half, I know that I won't have to throw away an entire
0: half of tape. All right. Well, I made you go last for offense. So give defense, what do you, What do you want to see from the, the defense? Are you just going to want, be watching the continual development of, of- – rookie phenom Tariq Willen uh that's watching the uh rookie cornerbacks
2: is really high on my list but the thing that I want to see settled is can anyone tackle alongside Jordan Brooks (laughs) we have the tackling tackling has been rough I need to see a second inside linebacker that can just fill and tackle because I know Brooks can and I actually think our, like, so uh, Uchenna Noosu has some missed tackles in the preseason that I actually wouldn't hang on him. And the reason I wouldn't hang it on him is that if we have our typical swarm tackling defense, it's not a problem. But he'll get there, he'll get a hand on a guy, he'll turn the running back, and then right when you'd expect, like, Bobby or KJ or somebody to come in and just pop him in the mouth as he closes on the, on the play. Instead, the running back spins out of it. And then he just spins into nothing because like Cody Barton picked the wrong hole by like three yards and is completely out of the play. And it's like, it's really frustrating. So I want to see, is there somebody who I can trust to play alongside Jordan Brooks to do what we need a linebacker to do
0: in our defense? Yeah. Okay, Eric. What about you? What are you What are you watching for for the 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 C fence this week?
1: Uh, my my initial thought was tackles that work. Kevin kind of wrote that, so I'm going to go with pass rush. I want to see three sacks, and I don't mean coverage sacks late. I want to see yeah. some actual uh, penetration That's- on the quarterback
0: the starting pass rushers are playing and i want to see them be more successful i completely agree i want three sacks
1: I've, in the first half is that too much to ask that's not even like a good against this against this opposing offensive line that's not even like a, a superstar you know defensive line i'm just asking for for three sacks in the first half I've actually been really happy
2: with the speed and energy from our <laughs> office, uh, from our uh, pass rush, but I agree. I'd like to see them close out. I'd like to see them finish.
0: Yeah. They, I, I want to see them be successful because I do think they need to start building some momentum. Otherwise that first week, I don't know. I want to see, cause I wanted them to get like five sacks against Russ. That would be very satisfying for me on some level. Cause that was always the biggest problem when he was here. Oh right? yeah.
2: Yeah. Speed rush on the outside. And Russ does that thing where he takes off to run and just
0: runs right into woods. You know, gets, I mean, gets just a, gets just big outwoods just pancakes them that'd be great yeah so that's that's kind of what i'm what i'm uh keeping my eye on right now all right uh that's basically it um for that is there any other news or notes that you guys want to go into before we this is gonna be a short episode i think because we did two this week yep and
1: that's okay anything, uh, anything I, else you want to hit before we hit the uh the uh, money zone we don't need to hit all that much if we're a terrible team we can talk about it and save, save the long ones for the good times. No joke. We also have
2: more time in between the last preseason game and the first game. So we could kind of talk about once things shake out, we could talk about a lot of the things we've seen from the tackles and why we're happy about them. There's there's it, time for that.
0: It, it, it really sucks. Um that we were like the COVID champs last season. And now we've already got Penny got COVID and Lock got COVID. It's like, man, we, we seceded the, the COVID championship so quickly. All right. getting COVID is
2: what took him out of the QB competition, which is unfortunate.
0: Yeah. There are many ways to support the Seahawks nest podcast. The best way to do so head over to patreon.com slash Seahawks nest. And for as little as a dog, 24 a month, join the discord, uh, be a part of the conversation. Be like um, Emmanuel, who is our newest, subscriber uh, and uh, yeah be a part of it be a part of the be a part of the action i don't know how else to say all right emmanuel andy brett cooper do it all for the tucci evan flock Miss Greta, james jose lucas Rad Dad, Nikki, c ryan timothy timothy tom astro blake bob casey daniel david Foles, j michelle mike mike richard thomas werewolf brandon nick and everyone else who supports the show thank you guys uh we really appreciate it Um, I got to change some of these levels though. The $3 level is still called the Russell Wilson and uh, I just can't do that anymore. That's, that's unacceptable. Got it. I'll work on that. Uh, The Patreon uh, is not my favorite. It's cool website. It lets me post content, bonus content really easily. Um, It gives you guys an easy way to, uh, to, to support the show. Um, It, it's not the most user-friendly for like making those rewards and levels and stuff so, or for anyway. subscribing or for <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, let's get into it. We This week we watched um Prey. We watched Prey, the new Predator movie on Hulu. So if you've not watched it yet, turn it off, turn the podcast off, go watch it. Cause we're not going to avoid spoilers in the least. Uh, we're going to just get right into it. This is uh, so yeah, turn it off. But go if you're on the, the fence, I'm going to go back. out
2: on a limb and say right now, we're about to talk you into
0: watching it. All right. Yeah. So Prey 2022, Dan Trashenberg's directing. Uh, he is the director of 10 Cloverfield Lane, which we did a couple weeks ago to kind of um, hype ourselves up for this movie. Um, okay. Oh man. I, this movie is so sweet. That yeah, is. Yeah, it was really good. It, I was
2: very, very uh, like, I kind of already thought I was probably going to like it, but instead of just being quite enjoyable, it was genuinely a very good movie.
0: Uh, i have a friend she she wanted to watch this movie and or she wanted to watch the movie she said she couldn't because she w- had constant dread over the dog's safety she could not handle the, <laughs> oh. whether 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 the dog I've was, uh, like was that. gonna make was gonna make it or not and i was like hey man it says at the end of the movie no no animals were harmed during the making of this film uh and she's like yeah but i just couldn't i couldn't handle it too stressful uh, <laughs> too stressful uh, okay french so trappers that, they they can they can they can have off let s tier movie dog one of the all-time great movie dogs ever i will put this movie dog up against all movie dogs in all movies ever goat goat movie dog put him in the movie dog hall of fame apparently this dog was like a pain in the ass too which makes it even that kind of makes it better yeah <laughs> yeah so so that's that the dog its a goat movie dog and it was a pain in the ass, which I love. Um, I love it so much. Yeah. I, I, I love a great movie dog. Just the relationship between the, the primary character, uh, Naru and the dog to uh, too was, was sweet. I felt um, generally the, uh,
2: interpersonal play in this movie was really strong, um, between the characters, between, uh, her and the dog. um, like there, there were a lot of, uh, they did a really good job of not needing to spend a lot of time to establish relationships in the movie. You just kind of got it. Like they, they did these really solid, quick
0: establishments. The, the brother was so good and he doesn't even have a Wikipedia page.
1: Like,
0: yeah. That, yeah. How, how do they find this guy? Like well, he's just, he was like incredible. The cast like, on a casting call was... for incredibly handsome guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the casting in this movie was good and it was also really important I mean, you're dealing with indigenous people a story involving indigenous people going up against predators and Hollywood didn't cast a bunch of white people and I was impressed no, with that I was impressed with that the relationship with Naru and her brother I mean her brother wasn't like he wasn't the villain he was kind of a foil but he was super likable um, in like a uh, I mean there was, one, yeah, no, there you was one, one. There was one. Way.
0: There was one primary cast member who was white. The guy who played the predator. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. He's just a big. He's a big goofy white guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's, they they had some. They found, they dug some some like failed uh, not failed but NBA ex basketball player. It's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I agree, Eric. That you have to be. You have to cast this movie good. Like if you don't, if you fail. It's not. I mean, we already knew Amber Amber thunter was good. Did you watch? Did you watch um,
1: Legion? No, no. But I, I I looked her up and was like, oh, that's what she's been in.
0: Yeah. So she played uh, Carrie Loudermilk in in uh, Legion, and she was fantastic. Just um, just so so good. And so I, I mean, we people already knew she was a great actress, and so it's not surprising she was awesome. I was just impressed with everyone else. Um, did such good. Do you know why this movie came out on Hulu instead of uh? Instead of coming to, uh, you know, big theater near you. I don't know, but that's unfortunate because this would have been really good in theaters. Okay, so this movie was part of the Fox acquisition. And uh, part of it was like the the money they would have had to pay out uh, to release it in theaters was was weird. There was weird stuff going on with how they would have had to uh, pay royalties and stuff like that if they released in theaters. So they just dumped it on Hulu instead. Wow which this is the second best Predator movie. Maybe the best Predator movie. I don't know. It's cl- This and the original Predator are close. I don't know if it's my good. favorite Predator
2: movie because the first one was so fun. But I would say as far as quality of movie, this is a better movie.
1: Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, the, the first Predator movie, I mean, come on, they built that. They built up the Predator for a long time in a different way than they did it this way. And it was more of an 80s action movie. I feel like you got to go with the original because... It, it set the the pace. It is way better than Predator Two. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh yeah. This I this, like. I, I said this is either
0: the second best Predator movie or if you want the best Predator movie, which I would not argue against. I'm but... going to
1: say it nudges out Predators because I actually like Predators quite a bit.
0: Okay. The ones, that's the one with Adrian Brody. Yeah. With uh, no, he's not bad.
1: It's that movie's it's all right. Fun. That movie's super fun. That's what what I liked about it.
0: They actually tried to do something. It's unlike a lot of the Predator movies yes. where they yes. they're just thoughtless. Um, that's one thing about this movie too is they didn't overcomplicate it, right? It's a simple plot, uh, told well uh, with, and they really let the predator shine, right? They yeah, let brought the by predator, that horror element. The predator when he when he when he fights that bear, yeah, freaking
1: freaking cool, dude. That's pretty. Well, he cool. starts small. When I mean, this guy's going over against rabbits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I love. Oh yeah, well, kills, a, kills a snake. Yeah, yeah kills a snake. a snake. I love the
2: simpleness of like I was watching these two animals, and this one killed that one, so I killed it. And then I found two more animals. And the one killed the other one. So I killed that one. It's yeah. like, all right, I see what you're
0: doing. You're just pairing up every time. <laughs> yeah. It finds a wolf, kills a wolf, finds a that and that yeah, I like the the whole like predator has rules thing's always been weird to me, but I'm into it. It's fine. You know, like the, the rules of the predator world are are interesting. And yeah, did any did you guys watch it in Comanche?
1: No, but that's uh that's kind of fun. No,
0: yeah, I did you, not realize you, that. Yeah, you—it's uh its in language. You can watch the whole movie in Comanche. That's unfortunate because cool. I checked the settings for it, and all I saw was Spanish and English as my options. That's no, yeah, you got to You can watch it in Comanche. It's on. It's um, it's on there. They said they wanted to do like a Hunt for Red October thing, or then, but they just didn't like the way that turned out, so they just did an English version and a Comanche version.
1: What they were gonna put Alec Baldwin in the movie? No, like you know how like oh, they're no, they like, could turn uh, the Predator
0: into a submarine. <laughs> Where it's all, that's how jaws it's, gets in there
1: <laughs> that's that's the third alien predator movie yeah <laughs> yeah
0: so alien versus predator versus sean connery versus sean jaws connery. <laughs> um yeah so that and then the dog the dog i've I more the stuff about the dog the dog had like a ton of energy so it's hard to handle so that part of the way that they made it wait did easier, they cast breath was, dog wait they put it in more scenes and that made the dog act oh, better. Good call. Because so the dog actually got to be in the movie more because he had so much energy, which I think is awesome. It's like this dog was like just a high energy, like super cool dog, and they're like, all right, we can do well, it's got the energy for it. Let's keep putting it in more scenes. And like as long as it was in scenes, it was doing it was doing all right. <laughs> which I which I just love. I love the idea. Of this dog just seems just like, a hard dog. coach. Give him yeah, a spin off. Be, oh oh dog only movie. That'd be dope. Um okay. Uh, let's talk about a few scenes. Uh, the mountain lion stuff. What did you guys think of that? Like the beginning where they're tracking the mountain lion. and uh, That was great. They, that's a, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. You're going to the lions was again. again, like it was a cool way to establish uh,
2: the relationships. It was a cool way to kind of establish like uh, each of their threat levels as a way of thinking about it. Like it, it made them look capable
0: before they had to go against the predator. It's a nice piece of world building, right? Like mm-hmm. you're establishing that like in this In this world, in this in this thing, you have to kill if you want to be a hunter. You got to kill something that kills, right? So it's cool because you know when she decides she's going to kill the predator as her killing the thing that kills. It's like it's that decision is very weighty. Does that make sense? Yeah. It has it has a ton of weight that would not be there, and they established it so simply with just having her try to hunt a mountain lion, and I think that was like really a really cool way to uh, to give that decision weight. She's not just trying to survive. She's trying to uh, to make herself in the eyes of her her tribe uh, a hunt, a true hunter, which well, I think is she,
1: so cool. She freezes against the lion, but her brother later tells her that that the plan, you know, her plan almost worked. And yeah, that's, like, uh, basically, I only kill I only killed the lion because of your plan, yep. right? He was like,
0: "There's a great, there's a great plan. You just you choked, like you you had it, and you just kind of froze." And so, yeah, another thing too when she gets caught in the foot trap and the predators bails because she's not a threat. Yeah. Like stuff like that is like the little stuff, like where predator really follows. Like there's a set of rules that predator follows that makes it simultaneously like terrifying, but she could have just gotten away from the predator by never presenting a threat again. Right. She could have just been like, all right, I'm never going to threaten the predator. I, I, it goes away if I'm, if I'm passive but she chooses. She's choosing to take on the the monster, right? Yeah, she can't uh,
1: become one of her tribe if she does that. She's just gonna well, she, go back to you know being a gatherer. She, she
0: saw this thing tear a bear in half, and she <laughs> and, decided, <laughs> and decided that's what I want to do. I want to battle that thing that can lift up the gigantic bear.
2: She's uh, like, dog, sp- I'm gonna
0: home alone this thing," yeah. and she home alone okay. the
2: crap out of it at the end.
0: There's one thing that we have not talked about yet. Uh, the French guys, the French trappers, the trappers one. What a great way to establish them as super villainous immediately by yes. having them just skin like a million bison and leave their corpses around. Love it. Love it. And instantly establishes them as like terrifying villains. And at first you're thinking like, did the predator do this? Like, why would the predator do yeah. this? Like predator doesn't kill. I did not doesn't see not kills coming in. But then does, you saw kill.
2: that the head was still on it. And then when the predator shows up and picks up the cigar you're like, oh,
0: Oh, oh no! and then and then there's the scene where the French guys try to like surround and trap the Predator, and it just is like murdering all of them. <laughs> Very satisfying, uh, Predator rampage there. Just uh, watching the Predator go ham on like fifty French trappers. I'm, I'm into it. Like, yeah, was we so thought cool. I thought
1: there were like eight, and it turns out it was like um, like El Mariachi or Desperado. Right. Like We're running out of guys. Uh, put that guy in a hat and send him back out.
2: That's I like. Uh, they get them by the legs. He gets them by the legs. They throw a net. He throws a net. And it's like every time it's like, oh, oh, that's your version of a net. My version of a net just strains you like human spaghetti. So you know, deal with that. Don't forget the first <laughs>
1: time. Uh, first time we saw that net. Danny Glover, Predator Two.
0: <laughs> yeah, D- Don Don Glover, dong Glover. Okay. Uh, the the no. Uh, the this movie. Okay, let's talk about like the technical aspects because I know I like to do that. Um, first of all, lots of cool like longer shots of landscapes and stuff that 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 are really neat. Yeah, like a kind western scene, almost scene setting that I think has worked really well in this movie. Um, I like that. The action choreography is good. It's not like perfect, but it's it's very solid. Not not too stick. The sound is awesome in this movie. Very immersive use of sound. I loved like the the sound. The predator sounds are always just like, they're so good. And then in this movie, they were exceptional. They, they really just, I don't know. It was iconic, iconic predator. And I thought the score was great. Um, Score really, really hit it. They thing that was weird to me is that like, this was the the music person from the the Assassin's Creed games, which I usually think has pretty mediocre scoring. And I was like, this was good. What's the
1: name of the person? Um, uh, Sarah Shackner. Okay, because the the Valhalla soundtrack was really affecting. I like that um, the, a lot, and and she did that. Okay, yeah, she, well, then this I, that makes total. That's sense how she got this. this. Yeah, had no yeah, idea. She,
0: yeah, so she the they said the notes they gave her was to make it feel big, but also like really intimate, which is a hard thing to do. And I think they nailed it actually, um, because they they made it feel like like a journey, like the music is like a, a journey. Um, yeah the but the, the my biggest gripe with Steve. the movie the reason i i would not give it five stars or even four and a half is because um the action feels like handheld cameras like it's like um that's, there's no other way for me to describe it uh but it's just like not perfect action choreography action shooting for me it's good but not great it's nothing there's nothing wrong with it like don't get don't get it twisted okay this is not like me saying that action choreography is bad it's just not as good as it could be. And I think that that there's a few really cool shots. Like when the, when he's fighting the bear and she's trapped in the beaver dam, that is, that's a 10. That's a, that's a 10. They more of that. And then that was really fun to watch him like beat up on those French guys, but it wasn't like the best action choreography I've ever seen or anything. So yeah, really solid, really solid movie. Um, Anyone who's a fan of action movies, uh, the predator franchise should definitely watch. I gave it four out of five. Uh, Kevin, final okay. thoughts on uh, Pred- predator. Prey? Sorry, Prey, not Predator. Any thoughts on Prey?
2: Sorry, you were roboting really hard,
0: so I don't know who you were throwing it to. No, you. You okay. go. Uh,
2: so, uh, I know you mentioned the action is something that you thought was kind of one of the weaknesses. I uh, The fight scenes and fight choreography, I thought were kind of standard. I appreciate that it wasn't shaky cam, and I appreciate that even though it was kind of tight, it wasn't like the Omega close-up. So I felt like it was like above average, but where the, the fight scene choreography and everything was like above average. I felt like like the action sequences were really cool. Like they kind of let you like marinate in a few of them. The scene with the bear went on for a while. They really let you like stand in it for a minute. And it was cool how they went from like the open chase scene to the underwater. And then when she pops up inside the beaver dam. And so you had this claustrophobic feel Uh, I felt like there were a couple of really cool set pieces or when she was trying to get out of the, that bog and uh, like had
0: to like stay calm and everything. I felt like, I felt like those were cool set pieces. Well, the thing is, is that the thing they did good. And this is like, it comes back to sound for me. It's like, they would like give you, they give you a long time. You're right. And, but what they do is they'd like pan over. uh, They'd pan over like the, they'd show like the tops of the trees and then they play some sound, like do some sound things. And, and that's really cool. Like that sound, that use of sound. And then these use of these like longer shots or like, um, loud screams that are echoing from far away. Right. That right. kind of stuff. Like that's, I think the sound does in this movie is basically as good as it gets. Like, I think Oscar were yeah, like, the action is it, if this released in a theater. Yeah. yeah. I, I really think this movie suffered from not releasing in theaters. I think I might've given it a four and a half if I saw it in a, on a big screen like that. That's how good I think the, uh, the action but uh, the sound is the sound the sound this sound in a theater i think would have been incredible it'll played up Just, really well if you have a uh for Flocktimus who i know probably has like the best sound system out of anyone who listens to this podcast all you know thirty three thousand 000 people or whatever that, that are going to listen to this uh floctimus surprised the best sound system and it's, he's going to be like this is the best movie because he has the best sound at his house uh because know he's an odd he's an audiophile so the, like that's that's the that's the, that's the situation you want to put yourself in, right? You want to put yourself in the, the best audio situation possible for this movie. Like watch it with, if you have really nice, like studio headphones, watch it with that. I bet you this movie would slap with, with like really dope headphones. Um, yeah, that's, that's my, my, uh, end, end rant, Eric, go. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? What do you, what do you, what's your final thoughts on Prey?
1: Uh, great movie to see. Not all that, gory until one scene so if you're watching it with someone who doesn't like gore um you know you can they can probably leave the room get up and you know if i say if you're watching it with your your spouse and maybe and the dog lives yeah like let's, yeah, let's the, make that, the, let's dog make that clear. Lives. the dog the dog lives the goal lives but uh you know my wife she doesn't really care for gore so uh that's when she'd get up and like you know get more water Uh, she's going to love this movie up until that point. She can go run her, you know, do stuff in the kitchen, come back and, you know, miss the gore. Uh, This movie is just really smart. Oh, oh, one thing we didn't talk about. Uh, The the predator ship as a like a UFO fire in the sky. Yeah, that was very beginning. And And also the
2: scenes where they were in the uh, the forest and you get that lighting and everything.
1: Yeah, it just felt so it felt what would what they would have thought seeing it. It also made sense, uh, you know, a non-technological planet. Uh, they can hide in the yeah, cloud cover. They, they thought, thought it was thought a thunder, was awesome.
0: Thunderbird. She called it a Thunderbird, yeah. right? Yeah,
1: that's
0: pretty cool. Uh, Kevin, I never got a score from you either. I I, kind oh, of, I uh, give it four out of five. Four out of five also. Okay,
1: cool. Do you have anything?
0: Uh, Eric, what's your score? Uh,
1: I have the uh, Cowboys 21 and the Seahawks 3. Oh, uh, no, I'll give it a four out of five. <laughs>
0: All right. It's force across the board. We like we uh two thumbs up for prey from the from the boys. Three thumbs up. Sorry. There's three of us. Uh, OK. Uh, anything else before we head, head home? No, we each gave two thumbs up. It's a total of six thumbs up. Six thumbs. Dang. That's a lot of thumbs. We could really make Deshaun Watson happy with all of those thumbs for Kevin for Eric. We will see you guys next week. Go Hawks.